welcome to the JewishBoston.com podcast. I'm Jen Marmer here with my co-host Jesse. Hello, everybody. We are also here um, with the director of the Real Abilities Film Festival, Mara. So we're excited to have you. Hi. Hi. Um, so we wanted to start talking a little bit about this really cool upcoming film festival. Um, why don't you tell us a little bit about your background and yourself and how you got into Real Abilities? Sure. Um, so I am a nurse. That's my profession. Also, um, like, uh, we, we, we should have you say your full oh. name so people oh, know. Oh, okay, sorry. sorry. I didn't even say That's all right. That's all right. That's all right. <laughs> so yeah. my name is Amara Bresnahan, um, and I came to know about Real Abilities because I was a nurse at Perkins School for the Blind for eight years working in the high school program. Um, and they, Real Abilities, the first year that they had a festival in Boston, they showed their opening night was at Perkins. And that's sort of how it got on my radar. Uh, and then a couple years after that, I actually made a short documentary about the students I worked with at Perkins School. And and then I started volunteering with Real Abilities at their film festivals. And then I became a theater manager. And then last year, Jamie asked me to be the festival director. Jamie is the director of the Boston Jewish right. Film Festival. Yes, exactly. Jamie Sachs. Yes. Yes. Right. <laughs> she has an easy last name to pronounce. Yeah. Um, uh, can you give me a sort of brief history of the Real Abilities Film Festival? I know sure. from what I've read, like it started in 2007 yep. in so uh, New York. It started in New York, um, a small fest that the JCC was putting on. And then they got sponsorship to start having it hosted in major cities. So it started Boston, Cincinnati. Now it's in most major cities. They have their own Real Abilities Film Festival. And it sort of varies. Some of them are just starting out. They're really small. They're like three to four days. Uh, and we have one of the longer fests. We have 17 screenings this year. Um, it's over, you know, about two weeks. So we have one of the bigger fests for Real Abilities. But it's in most major cities now. That's really cool. So w w when we talk about the Real Abilities Film Festival, we should say what the Real Abilities Film Festival is. So sure. do you, you want to give us a quick, quick summary? Yeah. So the Real Abilities Film Festival is a disability film festival. All of the films focus on some type of disability. And we're, we're moving towards sort of saying different abilities. That's sort of the more accepted terminology now. And it's, it's what should be used. So traditionally, I think Real Abilities Film Festival was marketed towards people with disabilities and people within the disability community affected by disabilities, caretakers of people who have disabilities. Mm -hmm. And what we're trying to do in Boston and what they're trying to do nationally is really get people without disabilities to be excited and come to the festival because at the end of the day they're just really high quality films that people should want to see what it does is when people actually come out to these films it reduces the stigma around disabilities and I've seen it happen over and over again when I when you actually get people who aren't affected by the disability world at all to come and see these films they realize that these these are just amazing films a lot of them have won major awards at the bigger festivals. So these are these are films that people should want to see regardless of whether they're connected to the, the theme or not. Very cool. That's incredible. So do you get to spend a lot of the time as the director of this film festival, you get to spend a lot of time screening and curating all the films that are yeah. coming through Boston? Do they... Are, are the Boston films also showed in other communities or are they the same across the entire country? Like, do you, you get to locally direct just Boston? Like, how does that work? Do you guys share films that you so, like? So, yeah. So what happens is all the films that um, people want shown in the Real Abilities, they submit them to the national office in Cincinnati. Okay. 
And I think New York actually steers the committee so mm-hmm. to choose the films. So there's this big committee in New York and they actually narrow down like a thousand films to, wow. to 20 films and they send them to all the host cities and basically those are the films that you can Did- choose from. So why don't, what are the dates again of the Real Abilities Film so Festival? So it's April 3rd to the 14th. The, so yeah, it kicks off this Sunday. Mm-hmm. Um, with our, it's a special event. It's not considered our opening night. But it's a special event to kick off the festival. For the people probably listening to this podcast, it will have started yesterday. Oh, okay. <laughs> so it's probably okay. Monday, Monday when we can release this. So, okay. um, so, so you, don't you, be sad. Yes, you, you still have a chance event. to go to opening night, even though it started on Sunday. So. <laughs> right, right. And opening night it's is like a soft launch. Yeah, yeah. And opening night is is an example of a film um, that I had heard about and wanted and wasn't on the the list from national. So. Um, that's an example of a film that I went out and got for, because I thought it would be a good fit for Emerson College and for our opening night. Very. Is that the uh, Trans Fatty Trans Lives? Trans Fatty lives. lives. Trans Fatty Lives. That's the special event on Sunday. Excellent. Uh, and that has a local connection, which we really try and get if we can. So, Cool. I also hear there's another local connection, a uh, film by a little, a little person we know named Mara sitting in this room. <laughs> Shameless. Which, um, so which one is that? So that is, um, that is at the fun hour of 10 a.m. on Friday, <laughs> April 8th. And uh, I chose, I, I know it's a little shameless to, to program my movie, but a lot of it had no, to do with, cool. with um, where we're showing it is the Cardinal Cushing Center. And I don't know if people are aware of it, but um, it's a program for adults with disabilities. So it's, it's sort of like a transition program for um, people with disabilities where they can go after high school. So there's vocational skills, there's a day program, um, and that's primarily the audience there. It's not really, I've never seen a big group from the outside of the public to come there, but I thought this would be a good film for them um, because the movie focuses on students from the Perkins School who have uh, various disabilities and they are young adults. So that's really um, it's sort of in the wheelhouse of what I thought would work for them. And I'm bringing one of the students who I focused on in the film with me. So we're going to do a little Q&A after. Very okay. cool. Very cool. That's cool. A little personal yes. touch. I always like yeah. to see that. That's <laughs> yes. so awesome. Um, can we take a step back for a second? I want to talk about when we say a film festival for, for disabilities, wh- what do we mean when we say disabilities? So we mean, I mean, there's a, within the disability community, it's, it's huge. It's hugely diverse. So when we say a disability, it's really anything that's impacting someone's everyday life. And I think what you know and and sort of we're we're growing and learning every year as to like what that really encompasses and i think what we're trying to focus on this year and we have a film um called gabriel that is a is about mental illness and i think that that's really something that's coming to light in the disability community as being recognized as something that really does impact your your daily life um and how easy it is for you to actually be a part of of the world and um and the struggles that go into that and actually being considered something that's very real and affects people's lives. So that's a film um, we're showing at the MFA that's on Sunday, April 10th, and that's at 12 p.m. Um, it stars Rory Culkin, who's Macaulay Culkin's little brother. Oh, cool. um, <laughs> yeah, and it's, it's, oh, a, it's I, a movie about a kid who uh, has his first psychotic break um, and he is, you know, he has been diagnosed with schizophrenia. So it's sort of going through that. And we have a really interesting panel put together for a discussion afterwards. We have uh, 
um, a psychiatrist from McLean and then a woman who runs a program there called the On Track Program and someone who's gone through it who had uh, the diagnosis as well. So I think the discussion afterwards is going to be really interesting. I see that most of these films have discussions afterwards. And is that to is that to sort of bring in the sort of larger audience who maybe are, are curious about the the specific issue being talked about in the film and want to be a little more comfortable sort of interacting with it? Or is it for is it for the people who have that disability or is it both? It's both. And I think it also is what makes it a festival. You know, I think that's what makes it different, a different experience. When you go to a film festival, you kind of expect something more. So we really try and get someone related to the film who know or who knows something about the film to be there. And it makes it a special event for people. And we definitely try and get people who um, have who have the disability that we're focusing on there. It's really important to not be just talking about something, to actually have someone there who's experienced it is, is really important. We have uh, the film Do You Believe in Love is showing after the Gabriel, and that is, a, is actually a really cool movie. It's, uh, it was in the Jewish Film Festival, and it's a documentary about oh, an Israeli woman who has muscular dystrophy, and she's a matchmaker solely for people with disabilities. So that's, that's what she does. She just focuses on matching people with Aww. different disabilities. And we have Alexander Freeman, who's a disability advocate who has cerebral palsy, is going to be talking after because he's made a bunch of films about disability and sexuality. So that's who, you know, that's an example of who we would bring in to make that sort of more of a well-rounded experience. That's incredible. I mean, I'm, the, one of the reasons I'm very curious about the terminology is that I volunteer for a, a, a teen fellowship program here in town. And the group I got to mentor this year were, they were trying to find a way to remove the R word from their group of friends. And it was really fascinating to see what words bothered them and what words bothered me when I was their age, because it was different. Like the, the, the usage of gay slurs when I was in high school was a lot more prevalent than it is now. Like they're almost gone now. Mm-hmm. The word, and like, I feel terrible for saying them, but at the time, like you're a kid, you don't know. And, but their passion for trying to remove what they thought was a very hurtful word that people were using was really fascinating. And it made me think about- it's wonderful. Yeah, it, it made me think about how we think about things, because the words we use reflect how we're thinking on something. And so that's why I wanted to ask you about this, or what is, defined as a disability in this sense because as you said like you're, people are trying to move to uh, different abilities because these are just different people they're not it's not like there's nothing wrong right with them exactly and i think i mean i think that that's what the film festival is kind of putting out there into the world is people actually come and see these movies uh, they're sort of having these experiences like, oh, that that is that is not that scary, or they're really not that different. It sounds kind of cheesy and cliche, but it really does happen. I show when I showed my film at Perkins, and I premiered it there. There was people. I mean, literally, someone came up to me and was like, "Oh, they're 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 not that they're not scary." And it, it was, I was like, "Of course, you know, of course." I just had to like hold my, you know, I, I was trying not to judge them <laughs> when they were saying that. But it's really people have these profound experiences where they're like, "What I was trying to do with my movie, and what I think a lot of people are doing, is saying these are just normal. These are teenagers. They're yeah. really cool. They're funny. They have. All, they're going through all the same stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so if people can kind of get over their own hang." and actually come yeah. and see these films and then they can realize that there's that these are just shared human experiences there's nothing they don't need to be marginalized anymore you can realize that they're you know and and that's sort of I was just I was thinking last night about what I was going to talk to you about that we're flying the director in from Brazil for the film for opening night and that's about we're partnering with the LGBT 
LGBT film festival as well, but it's just a coming of age story. It's a love story. And the main character happens to be blind. Mm-hmm. But it's really just a love story. It's about him falling in with love with a new boy in town. It's about him struggling for independence. And he's blind, but there's really not there's not a ton of focus on the fact that he's blind. It's just really cool that he decided to make the character blind and just say that this is these are normal high school experiences that everyone goes yep. through. And just because he's blind doesn't mean he's not going to go through that. Right. That's true. I mean, he could technically be a superhero, as we've learned <laughs> yeah, from yeah. watching uh, Daredevil season two. So, <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. That's incredible. You guys are doing amazing work with all of these films. And how do people find access to it so there's a there's a website people can go to can they buy tickets online because like i know i, I want to come see some of these and like what's the easiest way to come find them so the majority of them are free which is which is great amazing um, yeah for us it's a little difficult because we can't ever get a sense of who's coming or not right um so for any of them you can register you just go on realboston.org and you can go on there and register even though they're free it helps us and it secures your spot there Mm -hmm. so um, i really encourage people to do that obviously you can just show up as well um but it's helpful for us to know who's coming and you can buy tickets for the ones that we're actually charging for that's r-e-e-l not r-e-a-l for our listeners (laughs) yeah Real, like a film yeah. reel. Yes. (laughs) and all the events are listed there there's a text only version of the brochure as well um, so sort of all the info that you would need is is on there. Well, l- let me ask you this, because I know this is going to be a hard question to answer. But of all these movies, like, what are your top three favorites? Sure. <laughs> so I... A lot of pressure. Yes. Yeah, no. So you can I, get five if you want. I love the, the way he looks, the opening night film. Mm-hmm. That's, um, it's just, I think it's just a beautiful story. It's a, it's a beautiful film. And I just, I just love the love story that unfolds during that film. And it was actually Brazil. It was huge in Brazil, a huge film there. And then they put it up for their Oscar contender um, in 2014. So, so it's just, it's an incredibly well-made film. I love it. Another one of my favorites is a movie Becoming Bulletproof. It is showing April 13th at the, oh, sorry, April 12th at the Cotting School in Lexington. And this film, I actually have a connection to. I volunteer at the camp that they run up in Vermont, and it's for people with disabilities, and no one pays and no one gets paid. So every it's all volunteer, so no one That's pays amazing. to go there. I go and do a week of nursing, a little more. Um, and they, uh, in their California camp, make films starring people with disabilities. So everyone in the film has a disability and they make these really high quality films so it's a very meta documentary it's a film about making a film and it's it's an incredible movie uh it just got picked up by morgan spurlock's company so um and it was made a huge festival run so we're flying in one of the main characters that there for that so um that's my second favorite and then I really love Do You Believe in Love? <laughs> I do. I, I think it's, um, the, she's so spunky, the, the woman who's the matchmaker. She, she st- they basically start the movie with her saying she hates, she doesn't believe in love. Oh my um, yeah, and they and she's just like this really hard, funny, honest woman. And But the work she does is amazing. She, really, she only matches people with disabilities. 
and um, it focuses on her own relationship with her husband because she wasn't di- she was diagnosed after she was married with muscular dystrophy, and then slowly um, she ends up in a wheelchair and is unable to care for herself. So it's you know focuses on their love story as well. Wow. Yes, um, if if you have access to the brochure, the picture for this movie is pretty spot on. That woman is giving the a sassy yeah, look. Yeah, that's the, the sassiest look I've I've ever seen. So I like her already. Yeah. <laughs> is there a reason some of the movies here are shown like multiple times, like in multiple locations? Yeah. So we we show uh, we sort of do like a mini fest out in Springfield, and they. I basically give them a list of the Real Abilities films and allow them to choose whatever they want because we're not really competing with the same audiences. So mm-hmm. they they love usually what you know I really love. So they want to they um, and they had a connection to becoming bulletproof as well. So um, they wanted to show that. Yeah, so I, I, I know it's like I know um, Endless Abilities is being shown both places. Yeah, as well. Yeah, endless. That's going to be a great screening. It's the first year we're partnering with the Museum of Science, which is really exciting. And that film is that is a film that's primarily um, physical disabilities. So the young man it focuses on had a spinal cord injury when he was in his late teens, and he was a surfer. So it's him and his friends renting a camper van and going across the country and meeting athletes with disabilities at the top of their game, whatever they're doing. So they're they're doing basically every kind of sport with them. Um, so that's that. I think that's going to be a really great turnout for that film. That's cool. So now that we know your top three favorite, what has been one of the most challenging things? Like in the, this is your first year as director of this film festival. I know you've been a part of it in the past, but what was like surprisingly challenging for you, like curating all of this and putting it together or exciting? Maybe we could do an exciting challenge. <laughs> like challenges don't have to be a negative. Thing. No, true. Yeah. It's true. I mean, I think I kind of sounds boring, but actually putting the brochure together it's daunting. Was very daunting, and getting and sort of it's like this huge puzzle piece you're trying to figure out because you're trying to figure out what movie is going to be great at what venue. I mean, the venue has a huge part of it, right. and so that was like the initial struggle. Watching the movies and figuring out what I want to show is the funnest part, and and getting people, you know, setting up the guests and getting people to come, and that that's like the exciting part. But then the nitty gritty of actually figuring out where things are going to show, mm-hmm. and those are big decisions to make. Right. And then for our festival, what I've been doing since the brochure came out really is just spending all day, every day, trying to get people to come. Right. And I think it's because we don't have an audience base built in yet. So for me, it's just really important to get the word out. Like This is huge for for us to do, um, getting any kind of press. I reach out to different, basically for every film, a targeted audience in the disability community because people who have physical disabilities aren't necessarily going to be interested in a film about intellectual disabilities. But what I would like to see is sort of people just not think about the disability at all and just say, this looks like an amazing film. And, and mm-hmm. I want people uh, without disabilities to embrace the festival as well. That's really my ultimate goal is to have it be a go-to event. For um, all. <laughs> right. And, and, that, and it's become that in New York. And, and I don't see why we can't. We're the third biggest Real Abilities Fest. And I don't see why we can't have that in Boston. That's incredible. Yeah. Well, everyone should come to this festival because there's great films showing all across the board and over the next two weeks. um, It would be a shame to miss out on. So it's exciting. That's right. I mean, so again, it runs from April 3rd to the 14th. And you can find um, information about all these movies at realboston.org. (laughs) R-E-E-L. Boston.org. 
Yes, definitely. Well, thank you for talking with us. Thank you so much. It was a pleasure having you. Thank you. Thank you, everyone, for listening to episode six of the JewishBoston.com podcast. Sorry for the massive gap between the last episode and this one, but if you haven't checked out JewishBoston.com recently, you'll notice it's really, really different. It's completely brand new, so check it out. Don't forget to subscribe and give us a review on iTunes, because that's how other people will find us. I want to thank Sean Fogel again for our awesome music, and the CJP Young Adults and JewishBoston.com staff. So... Check out the Real Abilities Film Festival for the next two weeks, and we'll see you again real soon. Have a great week.